Every business wants good customer reviews. Every customer wants a good experience. So what happens when both sides click? Or in some cases, when they don't? From Yelp and Entrepreneur Media, this is Behind the Review. Emily Washkovic, Yelp small business expert. Every episode, I pick one review on Yelp and talk to the entrepreneur and the reviewer about the story and business lessons behind their interactions. Let's see what's behind this week's review. I am always looking for unique and cool closing gifts to give to my clients. I never want to get them something that they were like, oh, I think I saw that at some big box brand. And so I found out about Felix at the Juicy Leaf, how he creates these incredible custom succulent display, like his displays and his gifts. And I went into his shop and it was when I went into his shop that my head exploded. I was like, oh, this guy is going to be my go-to for my closing gifts like from here on out. Yelp reviewer Emily S. is a real estate agent in LA, and she's made the Juicy Leaf her one-stop shop for the gifts she gives her clients when they close on properties. The gifts are local and unique, and Emily has always been impressed with owners Felix and Philippe's customer service. Let's listen to Emily's review of the Juicy Leaf to understand what made it her go-to for her business. The Juicy Leaf is my go-to spot for heartfelt and unique gifts. Of course, they specialize in succulent plants and pots, but they also have a gorgeous array of crystals, sage smudges, incense, macrame, and wall art. The owner, Felix, has pulled some absolute miracles from me last minute when I need a gift created and delivered across town. You are always going to find something unique and cool here and for a really affordable price. Thank you 10,000 times over, Felix. Felix has been running the Juicy Leaf since 2007 and was joined by his husband, Philippe, in the business just four years ago. Establishing yourself as the place to come to, regardless of industry, is no easy feat. I spoke with both Felix and Philippe about how the Juicy Leaf has evolved from Felix's adolescent dream to an instantly recognizable brand in the L.A. plant space. For me, the Juicy Leaf was just a place where people could come and design their own. That's how it started. It's evolved over the years. But the most important thing was for people to be able to come in and create their own arrangements through my help. As a young man, I would go to nurseries when I was in college. Like I would get up early and I would go to these different nurseries and I would say, oh my God, I love that plant, but can I have that plant in this pot? Or can I change this out or move this around? And they're just like, no, kid, like buy what we have. And if you don't like that, then I'm sorry. And so I was like, one day I'm going to have a place where people can come in and say, I want to build this, do it this way and do it that way. And then I'll create it for them. So that is my dream. That is where it started. And then over time, it's kind of evolved from there. But basically it is, I just want it to be a really yummy place for people that like plants, that like anything natural, anything earth-based. You know, I love growing up. I love rocks. I love crystals. I love branches. So that was important for me. The pandemic has had huge impacts on small businesses around the country. 
with many having to pivot to make it through to the other side. And the Juicy Leaf is no different. Let's hear from Philippe how they changed their mindset and their products to stay in touch with customers and how innovation played a role in implementing those changes. I think when the pandemic came, it was just such a shift in the way that we do business. Because I remember when we had to close, when there was this order about shutting down and everything, Felix was like, he just looked at me and he was like, I don't know, I think we're done. I think there's nothing else to do. And then we still opened the store because we actually could. Nurseries could still be open, but only with appointment. We were taking care. But at, like at the same day, we went to our neighbor and then I think we were just like drinking and talking. And, and he was just like scribbling like stuff in the piece of paper. And it was like, this is what you're going to do. And he was at the time, he was the marketing person for DC. So he's really like he's a genius it was like you're gonna build this kit and you're gonna sell it on monday and you're gonna build it on instagram he gave the whole idea to us and this is how we kind of like survived (laughs) this is how we started like with all the kids and the zoom meetings and the instagram workshops so we were able to do a lot of stuff online and that's like a key piece of the juicy leaf right now literally because the store, it's so hit and miss. Like we're not in Abakini anymore that we can rely a lot on the public visiting. So now there are days that we have like a bunch of people. There are days that there's nobody. And we're like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> And until the pandemic, like nowadays it's getting kind of like back to a normalcy level of like people coming in. Opening a brick-and-mortar store is a big step for any business owner. It's a huge investment in your future and a dedication to your brain. I asked Felix to share what it was like opening his first brick-and-mortar and how he translated who he was into the physical space. It was very scary for me to have a brick-and-mortar. It seemed very daunting. I have a degree in finance. I was a VP of corporate credit. And my partner at the time, this was way back, like 0605, when he was like, the financial industry was collapsing. And he was like, why don't you start a plant store? Because this was what I did. Every time I was work- working, doing mortgage stuff, I would be planting outside. And I was just like, babe, like, I don't know that I can do that. And he was like, you can, I'll help you. He had a marketing company. So we started out of the garage. We did flea markets and swap meets for a couple of years. And then you know, he was like, we need a brick and mortar. And so we looked around in a, a lot of different places and I did eventually find the place that I wanted. And going into it, I was terrified. My rent in this was back in 07 was $3,000 a month. And I thought that was insane. For back then, like there was no boutique plant store. There was nothing like what we were about to do. And so I will say like the helpful part of it was having a degree in finance, like the, that background. So I was able to sit down and say, okay, how much do we need to make? How many plants do we need to sell? How is this going to look? And so I did that, but I was still very uncomfortable and scared because I'm just like, what am I doing? Like I know about finance. I know how to teach about state and federal lending regulations, but doing a brick and mortar was a completely different animal. I think it's all about the experience. When you get in the store, everything is thought about. Like even the playlist that it's playing at the store, we curate it to be part of this whole experience. So we usually select 
pots by colors and then things that are inside are usually tropicals, which are plants that actually are good for the light that we have inside the store. There's a little area outside that we succulents, which need a lot of light. So it's all about like an experience and very like natural feeling. It's just easy, you know, when you get in and there's a, a part that there's a lot of crystals that actually rearranged it like two, two days ago. I think it's really cool. I'm really proud of it. <laughs> I think one of the cool things, it's been a ritual for me my entire life of having the store is I arrive and just like you said, everything is curated with a lot of care. Yeah. But I start my day off with lighting two candles and incense. It's my thing, but I always like to just say, I'm grateful store for giving me this. Let's have a good day. Like just some little meaningful thing. Like I have to start the day off lighting those candles and light a little bit of incense because it makes the store smell really yummy. And all of that thoughtfulness and curation of the space stands out to customers like Emily. So when you first walk up, it's just like bright yellow and then bright pink on the outside. And you see Felix's cute logo, the Juicy Leaf. But when you walk in, you feel like you're walking into like a jungle Shangri-La. There's giant macrame with plants growing out of it, hanging from the ceiling. There are enormous amethyst crystals. There's smudge sticks. There's everything you could ever want from a specialty gift shop. And beyond what the business looks and feels like, it's run with human connection in mind, developing relationships with customers to take them from one-time visitors to loyal fans is a process that requires a lot of time and intentionality. Leaving customers' experiences up to luck introduces uncertainty. Instead, small businesses should be proactive in developing and maintaining those deeper relationships. The Juicy Leaf focuses on creating a culture of personality and authenticity to encourage customer trust and satisfaction. But knowing your partner has your back is definitely a unique business advantage. Felix has this personality that he actually cares about people genuinely. So he just cares about people, like, period. I think it's a little bit easier for him to be like, hey, how is it going? And just talking on the phone. And also our business card has the store number and has his personal phone number. And he responds to everything, honestly. So he's always on his phone. He's always taking care of customers. It's it's crazy. I think having a relationship like it is over the years, I mean, from the beginning, I think what has developed the relationships is people walking in and they're like, oh, wow, this is a cool place. And then they'll make an order. And we're really, really honored about the orders. And like, we honestly make a great team because I can like literally just see like, babe, are you able to deliver this on this day and that on that day? And he's like, yes, yes, yes. And so we know exactly what can be done. But yeah, it is like over the years, we've just kind of developed these relationships. And we have people that will call and say, come to my house, pick up my planters. He'll go pick that up, bring them to the store. We'll replant them together and then we we'll take them back to their house. Yeah. We work with all the major studios in Los Angeles, NBC, Fox, ABC, like Netflix, who like, and these people will literally just send an email and say, hey, we need to spend X amount of dollars to this client, to this address, use my card on file. And we're just like, gotcha, we'll have it out. We'll send a photo if they request of what the product is so they know what their what's client going, yeah. is getting. 
And so we've just gotten like years and years of doing this. It seems easy, but I think the most important part is, and I tell people, because like everyone likes to email, but I'm like, if you really want service, like immediate service, you have to text me because I literally have this thing on all the time, yeah. like all the time. And while everyone needs a break from their devices from time to time, Felix's openness to let customers reach him directly on his cell makes a difference for continuous clients like Emily. Having a vendor relationship like I have with Felix is really important to me because I may have slipped my mind that it's one of my clients' birthdays and, oh shoot, I need a beautiful $75 bouquet created and delivered today. Hey, Felix, can you handle this for me today? And he absolutely has been able to do that for me in a pinch. Even when I'm the one that drops the ball, Felix picks it up and runs with it and makes me look good. I don't know of another relationship like that. (laughs) And if for some reason, you know, actually now thinking back to when we did our 38 sales, I thought for sure Felix was going to forget that it was coming up, especially because our closing date kept pushing and pushing. So I would check in with him and I'd say, oh, hey, just, you know, we pushed. He's like, okay, I got it. No problem. And he really, he staffs his business so beautifully uh, with people who are able to, you know, jump when they need to. Be right back after a quick break. Busy restaurants have tons of greasy pots and pans and greasy surfaces with less labor to spend time doing dishes and cleaning. Well, for you, maybe Dawn Professional Manual Pot and Pan Dish Detergent and Dawn Professional Multi-Surface Heavy-Duty Degreaser can help save you some time. They're specifically formulated to cut through tough commercial kitchen grease. Dawn Professional Manual Pot and Pan cleans 58% more pots and pans per sink, reducing sink changeover versus the leading competitor's professional dish soap. Dawn Professional Multi-Service Heavy-Duty Degreaser cuts grease two times faster versus the leading professional food service supplier's national degreaser. So what are you going to do? You should upgrade to Dawn Professional Manual Pot and Pan Dish Detergent and Dawn Professional Multi-Surface Heavy-Duty Degreaser from P&G Professional. Spend less time cleaning and more time doing what you love. Go to pgpro.com to learn more and sign up for great deals. Again, that's pgpro.com. And our next sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by State Farm. Being a small business owner can be so fulfilling, rewarding, and let's be honest, a little scary from time to time. Doing your own thing and being your own boss is great, but sometimes it can make you feel like you are all alone especially when things aren't going great. Well, the folks at State Farm want you to know that you aren't alone. State Farm has thousands of agents who are small business owners too, so they know what it takes to protect everything you've worked so hard for. State Farm has an assortment of insurance policies for small businesses that can be tailored to your needs. So whether you're a hairstylist, an electrician, or a florist, State Farm agents are ready to help. Learn more and find an agent today at statefarm.com forward slash small business. Again, that's statefarm.com forward slash small business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With the shift in their business during the pandemic, Felix and Philippe went through a crash course in e-commerce, online orders, and the dreaded process of packing and shipping products to clients. It definitely had its bumps, and it even resulted in a location change that could better serve their current business model and customer expectations. 
People want to be able to order online. Everything is on this gadget that we're looking at. We have got to shift. And so that's kind of where our real emphasis turned to. Yeah. So going into Glassell Park, into this much larger space, we were able to actually spread out and work. Like we were shipping sometimes up to 400 kits for a single party. For, yeah. I think 475 was the biggest one we ever did. And we would be like outside putting boxes together in the parking lot and uh-huh. like any space that we could find. And like once the store was closed, we would literally line the store with as many boxes as we could. And we were packing the stuff, just the two of them. <laughs> yeah. It was a total nightmare. But I think you did a really good and job the, of but, like breaking all the costumes. I know, but like it, it's a process. Like it, it took a while. It took, we are still learning to be very honest. Like we learn every day. So we started with the USPS, like little boxes, the kit didn't even fit in there. It it was just like, oh my, it was just so hard. And after that, I kind of like understand the operation side of it because now it doesn't matter the size of the box. You have to weight it as well. And ah, it was just a lot. After, I don't know, <laughs> 10 <laughs> parties that we've closed, it was just getting better and better. Now, like, there's no, like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Now we used I, to freak out. Now yeah. it's like, oh, we have to ship this out. But, like, what he did do is, like, he literally designed boxes that have our logo on it. He broke down, like, okay, peanuts cost this much. Yeah. The box. Because, like, I would have been the person that's just like, oh, it's a cardboard box. There's peanuts. There's the tape that we, like... I wouldn't even, I'm just like, oh, like this probably cost like a dollar to share. Because if you don't charge for those, you actually break even. My motto, which is a horrible motto sometimes, is build the plane as you're taking off. Because sometimes if you sit around and kick the can and think about it, like it's never going to happen. So we, I think between the two of us, we are able to (laughs) kind of figure things out. Like he'll slow me down, I'll rush him, and somewhere in between, we kind of, we kind of meet. As you can probably tell by listening to Felix and Philippe, they make a great team. That's not always the case when you mix personal relationships with business, though. I've met many life partner duos who have made working together work, and the resounding key to their success is always the same, communication. I think we're very different people, which can be challenging and good at the same time. I will not lie, the fact that we are together the whole time and that that we are partners as well it's not easy (laughs) there are times that we're like oh my god and we both start therapy i started first (laughs) because i used to do therapy in brazil and i was like i need therapy because i need somebody to talk to and then he was like you know what i'm gonna do it as well and i think this kind of saved our marriage to be very honest because if it wasn't for that we wouldn't be able to be emotionally like stable to endure this whole situation because it's a lot it's a lot yeah we have learned like during covid we it was actually nice from the standpoint because we would meet in the morning and knock out like the shipping everything that we needed to do and then he would take off and go do his deliveries so it was that separation and still to this day we kind of have kept it that way where like in the mornings we power through what we need to yeah. and then he's off and then we're apart because if we were literally like this every day we would kill yeah, each other. yeah but that being said i feel like make a really incredible team 
because we do communicate really well. We both have strengths in very different aspects of what our company is. It was challenging, I will say, for me to have had the company 10 plus years, I think 15. And And suddenly I'm here and then I bought 50% of the company, which was like four years ago, but I wasn't in the company the way that I am right now. I started to say that this is my company literally the end of last year. So it was also a process for me. And it took us having to sit down, like it was a hard truth, but he had to sit down and say, hey, I don't feel like I understand that on paper, I am a half owner of this company, but I feel like sometimes you don't give me that opportunity. And it was really eye-opening for me because I I thought it was, but he was like, you you do this, you do this, and you do this. I don't feel like I have any say in anything. And I understand you've had this thing for a long time, but why am I doing this? So it was a really nice talk. It was like, good talk, good talk. And like after that, I think the dynamic really changed where I was like, yeah, I have to let go. To close us out, I always like to touch on the topic of reviews, of course. I wanted to hear from reviewer Emily on what motivates her to write a review and what called her to share her experience with the Juicy Leaf. I would say for me, I'm a person of extremes. If I love something, I'm going to write a review. If I hate something, I'm also going to write a review. I'm really not a middle of the road type of person. So if something's only a three stars out of five, eh, I'll let someone else review it. But if something really sucks, people need to know about it. People need to know when a business is not running smoothly, especially if it's a small business. And it's yet another reason why I like to support Juicy Leaf because they are killing it. They are doing it right. And so I really want to give homage and accolades to, you know, someone who knows how to run their business. And that concludes our episode. Be sure to subscribe so you get new episodes every Thursday. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to take a thing or two away to implement in your own life. Whether it's a new idea that you can bring back to your business or a fresh perspective on how to be a positive influence as a consumer, we share these stories to inspire and create more meaningful connections in your local community. For more information about today's business or to connect with me, check out the show notes. This episode featured conversations with Felix and Philippe, the owners of The Juicy Leaf, and Emily S., a reviewer and real estate agent living in L.A. Special thanks to Jenna Spray, who helped write this episode. To learn more about the story, check out the blog post. And don't forget to subscribe so you get an alert each Thursday when a new story comes out. To claim your own Yelp business page and start engaging with consumers, visit business.yelp.com. Our theme song is performed by Ali Schwartz and produced by Robbie G of Messerol Sound. The show was produced and edited by Entrepreneur Media.